the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Municipalities across Canada have been struggling to regulate short-term rentals like Airbnbs for years. And the latest debate is in the municipality of Blue Water, which is on the shore of Lake Huron and includes beach towns like Bayfield and St. Joseph. While local leaders try to regulate the rental properties, the investors say they're going to take a big hit along with the tourism sector. So today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Brian Williams about the new regulations in Blue Water and what's been happening with similar regulations in other parts of Canada. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hi, Rachel. I'm well. How are you? Good. We're glad to have you on. I know this is your first podcast with us, so thank you for joining me. Um, so let's just get right into the new bylaw in Blue Water. What is it? What are the changes that they're making regarding these short-term rentals? Uh, well, as far as the um, the bylaw goes in Blue Water, they're trying to kind of get a hold of the number of short-term rentals that uh, that are going to be allowed to operate in the in the municipality. Short-term rentals uh, basically defined as any kind of like an Airbnb, anything that is um, out for rent that is over, or rather, sorry, under 30 days. Anything under 30 days is considered a short-term rental. So they're trying to put a capital limit on properties like that uh, to kind of get housing back under control. And like, why are they getting a lot of complaints about short-term rentals? Because these are beach towns where people are going to go and just rent a cottage for a week, right? Well, I mean, it depends on who you talk to. Um, I know that uh, when, I, when I spoke to a counselor of, of Bayfield, for example, he did indicate that they were trying to keep some of the housing there available for residents, um, um, opposed to having the community as being kind of a hotel community, as he coined it, which is, you know, people coming in and out. They they do want to have a local community and and keep keep that going. So I know that there's places like community centers and, and places like that that rely on volunteers. And if you have people coming and going, I mean, you know, how do you staff those if you don't have residents in in the community? So I know that yeah. that was kind of one of the uh, one of the concerns that uh, that the politicians had. Right. Were there any complaints from from residents, people who do live there, about some of these short term rentals, like noise or um, any, anything like that? So I didn't speak to any residents directly, but um, when I was looking into, into the matter, one of the, um, I guess he would have been the bylaw or the building bylaw uh, enforcement officer, something mm-hmm. to that effect. He, uh, he had indicated that they did have complaints to bylaw enforcement officers regarding noise. Um, I did hear through the grapevine of one report where they they indicated that somebody came in and had a wedding at, you know, a relatively small lot where 200, 300 people showed up. So obviously wow. residents wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too keen on that. Not thrilled. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of municipalities across Canada who are starting to implement licensing for short term rentals. I know that's one part of this bylaw, but another part of it is uh, location limitations here um, in 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 uh, specifically in Blue Water. What does that entail? Because that's kind of unique for this area, right? Yeah, so the location limits that the bylaw is looking to institute would be regarding essentially the number of uh, of operating short-term rentals that you can have in the municipality. So the location limits, the first one um, uh, that they're looking at is doing is having a 15% cap of the number of short-term rentals that you can have on any given street. So okay. um, just to give you an idea, like let's say there's 100 properties on a, on a street, you could have a maximum of 15, 15 short-term rentals on that street. Okay. Now, 
any houses that were rentals before they they were kind of given a bit of leeway but but i mean as for going forward it's the the 15 percent of any number of rentals on any street the mm -hmm. second cap relates to um relates to property lines so essentially if you have a short-term rental and your neighbor's applying for a short-term rental if your property lines are are touching you wouldn't be allowed to have a short-term rental um like if you apply to the municipality they're not going to grant you one because you have adjoining property so that's okay. that's basically the location limits the the cap on the number per street and if um if you've got adjoining properties uh, to a neighbor that also has a short-term rental now if somebody already has that say they have two cottages that they rent out side by side is that grandfathered into this it's my understanding that it is grandfathered in okay. um from from what i've read up on the legislation it's, it's my understanding that if you did have one and you can prove that it was a, a short-term mm -hmm. rental beforehand then it would it would still stand afterwards but mm -hmm. but that was my understanding of the bylaw now in your story you did talk to a realtor who uh has some rental properties himself i think um and and so the the realtor and, and investors have concerns with um you know, this is going to hit them in the pocketbook, obviously, and maybe affect their resale. Is that right? Um, yes, it could, because the uh, the licenses that you have to have in order to operate a short term rental, they're not transferable to the next owner. So mm -hmm. if if I'm a short term renter uh, or I guess a, an owner with a short term rental, mm -hmm. if someone was else was going to buy it on the pretext of it being a short term rental property, that's that's not the way the bylaw goes. I mean, they would have to essentially apply for a license and it's not guaranteed that they're going to get one. Say, you know, one of your neighbors has a short term rental or again, you know, you've reached the cap on the street, as we just kind of mentioned with the co a location limit. So right. there's not a guarantee that you're going to get it. So you couldn't necessarily sell it as an Airbnb. Right. So you're not you can't sell it to other investors, essentially, because it's it's not a guarantee. Yeah. OK. Um, so as of now, what do you need to do to operate a short term rental in Blue Water? And when do these new uh, rules come into place? So basically, you have to apply to the municipality in order to get a license. It's a seven hundred and fifty dollar annual fee that, that you'd be paying um, the, for the entire uh, municipality. The the final phase of it uh, was implemented in on it was August fifteenth um, okay. of this past year. So if you didn't have one by by then, um, you know you're kind of you're playing under the new rules essentially. But um, if let's say you did have um, a short term rental before. Um, before those uh, those laws were or bylaw was instituted, you you had up until September 30th to prove that it was a, a short term rental property, and in which case you would be grandfathered in. So okay. that was okay. that was kind of the last day as far as having a grandfathered in um, short term rental. Okay, there are some concerns that this is going to affect tourism as well. Some of the the people that you talked to were concerned this is going to affect people being able to come and rent cottages and then but on the other hand I, the council said no they they took that into account so how was that balance uh, made so so basically it goes back to the grandfathering in of of previous rental properties so okay. when i spoke to the councillor in bayfield for example if you already had an existing as i kind of mentioned if you had an existing rental property where people were coming in and out those weren't going to be affected so it is possible that you might have 18% of rentals on a street because of that grandfathered in policy. Mm. So they are kind of taking that into account as for people coming in and out of the community. But again, the, the bylaws in its infancy. So it's not really, it, 
we're not really certain how it is going to affect, affect the tourism industry as of yet, because, I mean, it is it is very, very. Right. And would they be open to changing some things if they really felt that they needed to in, in years to come? So it looks like that that's going to be up for review in about a year from now. They'll, they'll okay. take a look at see what's happened and then they'll review it and do amendments from there. But uh, but that's still yeah. a little bit soon. Let's talk about other areas. Grand Bend is one of the closest um, huge beach towns, you know, to that to Blue Water, um, which, again, encompasses uh, Bayfield and St. Joseph. Um, Bayfield, a lot of people go to Bayfield to rent cottages, but Grand Bend's a party town, you know, and, and people are certainly renting a lot more cottages there. What have they done about short term rentals in Grand Bend? Do you know what their rules are and have they had some of the same complaints? So their rules are a little bit more lax. Like for example, the 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 cost of one in Blue Water is seven hundred and fifty dollars, where it's five hundred dollars in in Lambton, uh, which is where um, Grand Bend, the municipality, they they fall under. Right. Okay. Um, so as far as limits and location limits, I I haven't come across anything that states that uh, you know X number of places can operate or can't operate. Um, I did see that they do have a cap on the number of people per. Um, per Airbnb or per short-term rental, if, if you will, um, at, okay. I believe it was 10, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, there, there's limits for that too. You know, it's two guests per bedroom um, and with a, with a maximum uh, occupancy of, of 10 people. And then, you know, things go with parking. So if you have four guests, you got to have at least one parking spot for, for them too, right? So okay. there's, there's provisions for those kind of things also. Now, municipalities across Canada have been starting to implement some of these regulations, you know, in various forms. I would say over the last five years or so, because Airbnb is such a has, has you know, it wasn't a thing maybe 10 years ago. Um, there were short term rentals, but it's become a lot more popular and a lot more um, well popular for investors too to make a business uh, out of this. There is one uh, new regulation in Lakeshore um, down near Windsor, and they've outright banned uh, completely uh, any long or short term rentals. Can you speak yeah. about that? Yeah, so I, I did read that also. Um, I, a major concern from what I've read as far as that goes in, in, in that region is that the numbers exploded. Um, I don't know what the exact number was, but from what I read in in, in, in an article, is it, that it tripled or the number of them have tripled over time. And apparently as many as 150 families have been displaced. So the number of rentals have gone up so much that people don't actually have a place to stay there. I, I mean, I'm not sure if we're talking about year round residents or, um, you know, if we're just talking about summer cottages, but it does take the number of, you know, permanent residents or seasonal residents completely out of the mix. So mm -hmm. I, I would imagine that that's probably one of their biggest concern is, you know, not having enough housing or enough housing for people essentially would be my, my guess. Yeah. And that's a, that seems to be another concern in Vancouver where they recently changed a lot of their uh, regulations around short-term rentals. Um, and one of their concerns was taking housing away from residents and and how the housing that was left was very expensive for anyone to move into and purchase. Well, yeah, I mean, Vancouver is notoriously a very expensive place to live. Um, what, I, I know what you're talking about, too. As far as I know that they're talking about as being a balancing act, right, when you talk about tourism and the number of short-term rentals that you can have. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty interesting to think that, you know, the tourism department's worried that if you take away the short term rentals, you know, you might not have enough tourists there um, 
to stay. I mean, I, I, I think that's very interesting and kind of speaks to the housing crisis. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Brian. We're definitely going to watch your stories on this because we know that you'll have more from Blue Water uh, in the future for us. And we'll follow your stories and follow you at lfpress.com. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rachel. Have a good one.